0: listening to the Digital Forensics Files podcast with your host Tyler Hatch from DFI Forensics. Hello and welcome to the Digital Forensics Files podcast. I'm your host Tyler Hatch from DFI Forensics. Really excited about today's episode. I'm joined by a guest and a friend of mine, Derek Burbage. Uh, Derek is the owner of Cardero Clothing, uh, a clothing company that he's going to explain in more detail, but basically it's custom fit clothing for men and you offer a whole wealth of style tips and a whole range of uh, products and accessories, which I just think is fantastic. And a lot of men really, really need that badly. So I'm really looking forward to jumping into this. Uh, Derek, welcome to the podcast thanks for being here today
1: yeah thanks for having me i've listened to a couple of these so i'm excited awesome yeah well it's
0: great to have you for sure so cardero clothing tell me how this whole thing started for you
1: i mean if you go all the way back i've always been kind of interested in fashion since i was a teenager so for myself it kind of as the years went by of doing a bunch of different things it was just kind of a natural fit when i got married i rented a suit I have these guys in the wedding party. They're 6'4", down to 5'5", five, five, 300 pounds, 150 pounds. Uh, myself included in that. It was, I'm pretty average size, but even I got a rental and it didn't fit properly. Right. So you don't really know this stuff going into it. And as we get married and it comes in and it doesn't fit properly, you're thinking about how many people have worn this before me. The, it was a hot day, so you're sweating buckets in this polyester renta, rental. Polyester rental. Uh, go to... Thailand on our honeymoon yeah, and not really interested in getting anything, I knew the market was there for suits and made to measure clothing. Mm-hmm. One guy pulls me in, somehow he knew I was from Vancouver, I don't know how he knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, without saying a word to him he pulls me in and right away you see everything on the wall the fabrics he's pulling pictures out of stuff that we can recreate and I was just a kid in a candy store yeah so for myself I came back to my old job I would take notepads from my boss's office and I'm writing business plans and marketing plans and ideas I had for the business and that's kind of where it all started from and I think it was about just over a year later I decided I was going to quit and go full-time into this so it's been about four years now
0: good for you man that's amazing it's uh did you know before that trip or anything that the whole notes and scribbling your business plans down? Did you have that entrepreneurial sense before that at all? I
1: worked in videography. So I had a videography company and that stemmed from me working in hockey, doing between the benches camera, in the corner camera, in the Zamboni Bay. I was doing editing for AHL, WHL teams. So I had a bit of that in me and that stemmed into me starting a videography company, wedding videos, business videos. And I realized I didn't really enjoy doing that. Right. It was more of the business development side of it that I really enjoyed, like mm-hmm. taking that idea and seeing how you could grow it and then growing it. For sure. So it was that that kind of, I, of all my experiences, what came out of that was I love business development. I don't enjoy doing something that has a ceiling on it. Right. So for myself to seeing that, I could really set my own limits was where I, I was really excited about starting. So.
0: Yeah, I, that speaks to me as well because it's, it's – um, it's, it's getting back what you put into a business that I find so rewarding and the ability to control how you're going to interact with your own clients. And and if that's important to you in your business, then it, it's just, it's so critical that you seemingly have to run your own business to just do it the way you want to treat people sometimes. So
1: Yeah. And when you start, it's not exactly what it turns into.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: The and initial was, idea I had was it was e-commerce and yeah. people were going to come to me because they wanted my stuff. And then right. I quickly realized that's not the case. Yeah. So it shifted within about a year of me going out and doing networking. And mm-hmm. that's how I've met so many people. My network on LinkedIn started at 60 people and I'm close to a thousand now. And most Great of those you. I've met in person
0: yeah, yeah, in the that's past nice. three
1: years. And I want to build relationships. I want to get to know people because it's right. not just about going out there to sell to people. It's going out there, building a relationship, helping each other out. Yeah, And absolutely. that's where I just, I think that's where I've had a, the most fun in my business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, as you know, that's where you and I met. A, yeah. a lot of my guests that have been on the show, I've met on social media and through LinkedIn and Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you and I met recently at a networking event and hit it off and we had Coffee and we figured out that we have a lot in common. And mm-hmm. I love your business. I think you like mine a lot, yeah. and we're we're going to grow and succeed for many years together. So it's really uh it's really exciting. I yeah, sat here. at the
1: fun table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just an hour. <laughs> I never do that. I never sit at one table. You like to go around. I was at that table for over an hour. Just
0: yeah, we had a laugh. good time. It was just it was one of those. Time. The stars aligned that night, yeah. and, and we had a lot of fun. It was great. Um, Yeah. And I noticed at that event, you know, my my previous guest, Daryl Oberg from Mm -hmm. uh, AYD marketing, he looked phenomenal that night. And I'm like, Hey man, Derek, you look really good. And he's like, thank you. I'm, I'm wearing a Cardero clothing suit. And, and yeah. So then I, I introduced uh, myself to you. And of course you looked dashing as usual on your, your clothes. You, you do a good job of presenting the, the fashion that you're so passionate about Mm -hmm. as well. So really cool. So custom fit clothing, this is not off the rack merchandise tell us a little bit more about the process
1: yeah for definitely not off the rack because most guys don't fit it right and if they think they do there's still some things that need to get altered so by the time <laughs> you're going in there and you're buying the suit that they're selling you or the blazer that they're selling you and then alterations on top of it usually you're bumping up to the price point of a custom suit anyway right if not already surpassed it because the price points are pretty much the same so mm-hmm. for myself i want to sell guys stuff that not only they want but they need i want them going in I wanna go into their wardrobe. I wanna see what they have Mm -hmm. and how we can bring something else into it. Cause so many guys come to me and say, I just wear the same thing all the time. I don't know what to wear. It's stressful in the mornings for me. Mm -hmm. So all these things when guys come to me, I listen to that and I don't wanna sell them something that's really cool and they're just so fascinated by the look of the fabric. They go home and they have nothing to wear it with. And it just sits in their closet and you spent this money on something that it's really pointless. So I like to come in there and make sure everything's custom, it's fitting you properly, you're comfortable in it, and you know how to wear it. Mm -hmm. Those are the big things. So we have started with suits and dress shirts and ties and pocket squares, bringing in cufflinks. We have belts and shoes coming in a month, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, because that's
0: a really great thing to be able to match up. It's important it's the whole those deal. Those two pieces are really I wanna important. I want to be the to one-stop up, right?
1: shop. I want to make sure guys yeah. are coming to me and not having to go anywhere else. I do a lot of wedding parties. Good. So those guys can now come to me and they know they're getting the full outfit. Right. And I find it hard to buy belts and shoes together. Those mm-hmm. don't match. Yeah they usually don't match. You got to go to a bunch of stores if the one store you bought the shoes from doesn't have it. So it just becomes this big ordeal, big headache. So that's yeah. where I go to my clients. It helps me keep my overhead low, but it also helps me also get in front of them, see what they're wearing, they can bring stuff out of their closet, mm-hmm. lay it mm-hmm. out so I'm like, "Okay, this needs to go. This is old style. This doesn't even fit you. This 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 works. This is something we can bring in to kind of complement everything you already right. have."
0: How many of your clients are willing to admit that they don't know what they're doing with fashion and they, they seek your help and your advice and putting together a wardrobe? And more so now. When yeah. I first
1: started, I was telling someone the other day that it was a lot of wives in the appointment as well okay. because these guys, they usually shop with their wives or the wives buy them the clothing. Right. But now that I'm more vocal on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, sharing style tips, teaching people what to wear, mm-hmm. I think I've built that trust with them. Right. Where they know if we're in front of each other, it just has to be them. Right. Their wife doesn't necessarily need to be there. Sometimes like to confirm things with her they're texting back and forth but overall the guys I think I've built that trust yeah. they come to me, and I want guys to be honest with me. Hundred percent. I don't like the idea of someone coming to me and they're looking at something. I see them kind of squinting. I'm like, "Are you colorblind?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'm colorblind." <laughs> so then I'm like, "Great, right. let's let's work through this now," because right. that's why guys wear whites and blues so much. Sure. Because some guys are colorblind, and some guys just know what goes with everything. Right. So we try to expand it out a little bit. But I'm mm-hmm. building, I'm working on building trust. Right. And that's obviously one of the biggest parts of my business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do a good job of that. Um, one of the things that I love because I'm kind of like you. From an early age, I was always interested in fashion mm-hmm. because when I look good, I feel good. And when I'm wearing clothes that fit me, I feel even better. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm dressed best for my body yeah. type. So that's important to me. Um, and I've, I've spent countless hours on like Pinterest and things like that, trying to figure out how to match shoes and belts and ties and pocket squares and just sort of slapping your own creativity on it and trying to have fun. But a lot of men just... I think my impression is that they just get confused and they just wear what's safe, mm-hmm. and sometimes that leads to wearing the same suit for five years when the styles changed and uh, the fit has changed, and yeah. it's just it's, there's a better way to do it. And the point I'm trying to make is not only is it about fashion, but you also have come out with your your video tips on LinkedIn now, and mm-hmm. and you're you're talking about things like. This, the type of fabric you should wear for somebody who might get hot or, or be in a wedding party that's outside. Yeah. And those kind of things are really, really important. So how, how are you figuring out how to convey that information to your clients? Well, for the, how I come up with it is
1: I sit there and I think, just think. Like yeah. I'm thinking about what am I wearing? What are my clients telling me? Mm-hmm. What did I see at that event I went to, or when I was out the other day? What did I see? Yeah, and I—that's where I just come up with it. I sit there, I think about it, and then I just ramble for like two minutes. <laughs> I try not to go too long because I—I I don't think people want to sit there and hear me repeat myself or just go really long-winded on something. That mm-hmm. could just be straight into the point. Yeah, and you touched on ties and pocket squares, and one interesting thing a lot of guys don't know is when you buy a tie and pocket square combo in a say an off-the-rack store or a department store, Mm -hmm. they have the tie and the pocket square is the same fabric. And a lot of guys wear those together. But you're actually supposed to complement the two. So the tie, Mm -hmm. say it's a red tie, have a white pocket square, even a light blue pocket square with a pattern on it would look good. But the reason they put those together is because when they cut the tie, there's extra fabric left over. So they just throw it in the box and call it a combo and charge you a little bit more for it instead of throwing that piece out. So you're never supposed to wear those two together. And that's something a lot of guys don't know. Guys don't know ties should reach your belt where your waistline is. It should never go past. It should never be above it. There's a lot of little tricks that I try to teach people stuff that doesn't cost them any money as well. Mm -hmm. Or if you know that your tie needs to be a little bit longer, or the tie and pocket square shouldn't match then you're most likely just going to switch it up without anyone even noticing. You're not going to tell anyone you just watched this video. I don't even know people watch the video a lot of times. So they go out and they change something about their wardrobe that costs them nothing. It makes them look a little bit better. Absolutely. So that's something I really enjoy is Mm -hmm. the things that I don't even know happened. Right. It kind of just fascinates me to think at the end of the day, I don't know a lot of the lives. Not Lives are being changed by these little tips, but guys may feel a little bit more confident walking out the door in the morning because they changed a little something about themselves.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And who knows where that little extra bit of confidence will, will lead in their lives. It mm-hmm. really could change your life, you never know. It's not an overstatement, man. Um, <laughs> one thing that drives me nuts is when I see somebody who's wearing a, a fairly nice uh, outfit, but they're just doing one little style thing mm-hmm. wrong. And a lot of men um, do up the, all the buttons on their jacket yeah, and yeah. you are supposed to leave the bottom one open. And I feel bad pointing that out. How do you overcome the, the challenge of, of making style tips without being offensive to people?
1: I try to just be relatable and non-judgmental because everyone's trying their best. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's in your career or in your style, in your relationships. Everyone's just trying their best. Right. If a guy's not wearing the buttons done up correctly, I'll always tell my clients. If they're mm-hmm. in there and they're doing the bottom button up, that's where I'll say, never do the bottom button up or I'll come and find you. Because <laughs> I, I don't want yeah. them... To buff, spend this money on a suit, like our suits start at 734 like it's not a high price point. No, that's great. And they're good quality suits. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them coming to me, spending money on these suits and then going out and making this huge faux pas because you could spend $10,000 on a suit mm-hmm. and if you're doing those things wrong, it doesn't matter. Right. It, I tell yes. people all the time, you can buy a $100 suit versus a $5,000 suit. If the $100 suit fits you, mm-hmm. it's way better than the $5,000 suit. Yeah. So that's where I like to tell people: just make sure you're doing these little style tips, doing the right things. Your proportions are correct. The fit is correct. The, the fabric is of good quality, mm-hmm. and you can really just knock it out of the park, real easy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. When you when you work with new clients, do you do you look to people who are in the spotlight, like celebrities, to to show what somebody could be like in terms of style and fashion?
1: Uh, To a point. (laughs) To a point. (laughs) Like if LeBron James is wearing shorts with a a blazer or a suit jacket, I'm not going to draw someone into that. But I try to go timeless. Like we talked about there's trends. There was Mm -hmm. that ultra skinny trend that came around where the suit jackets were a little short and it looks like. They, how do they even get that button done up? Yeah. Luckily, that style has gone out. The mm-hmm. short crop pant style, I think that's going to go up pretty quick. Right. And unfortunately, some guys are going to have to throw their pants out because <laughs> there isn't enough room to let out. Right. To take up that space now that you, you have the crop pant look. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to go up. But I try to get guys to a point where they take the, the knowledge of what's going around, what celebrities are wearing and take it into something that's more timeless because these suits last a long time.
0: Yeah. If right. you're
1: taking care of them properly, they're going to last three to five years in the pants and longer for the jacket. Wow. So sometimes I'll tell them more buy a second pair of pants and rotate yep. it through but if you're going to be wearing the pants or the suit for that long, you want a timeless style. You want something that's going to last through the years so mm-hmm. you just kind of look back over history and see what is in style. It's a proper fit. It's good quality. Right. Uh, peak or notch lapel like not to get too jargony or t- too much into <laughs> it but... There's things you can do to make those look stylish. It's just the patterns you're choosing. Mm-hmm. It's what you're choosing to wear it with. If you want a boulder style blazer, great, go for it. But make sure that you're wearing a white shirt with it or something that tones it down just so you have that one focal point. Mm-hmm. Like you don't walk into a house and see three walls that are a focal point. I think right. your head would spin a little bit. So yeah. in your outfit, do the same thing. Have a boulder style in one area and just mute
0: everything else. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity of the advice you give It's really and the timeless aspect, I agree with that because it's an investment when you look at a a three to five-year piece of clothing that you're Mm going to look dynamite and feel great in, that's an investment and it's well worth the prices that you charge. So um, talk to us about how men actually come in and get fitted for your custom clothing and the the length of time it takes to get a piece and those kind of things.
1: Yeah. So... I can either do meeting rooms or I can do their home or office. I don't want, like the idea of having a brick-and-mortar store because your price point has to go up. Right. And I'm no longer flexible. Uh-huh. I like the idea of traveling all over the place. Like, I'm at one end of the lower mainland all the way to the other end of the Fraser Valley, depending on the given day or week. Yeah. It, I prefer to kind of go to them in their home or office just because I want to make it as easy as possible for them. Right. To get something done. and Because a lot of guys don't like shopping. They don't like going to the mall. They don't want to have yeah. to leave time as you see ubers coming in yeah. and these ride hailing or ride sharing programs is because people want to save time they like the yep. idea. Just clicking an app on their phone, they go. It's also trendy and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But
0: And as you said, you get a chance to come into the home and look at the wardrobe and to see what, what they people have. are doing right and wrong and get a feel for their style. Yeah,
1: so we're moving into consulting soon. Uh, within the next month or so, I'm going to start doing more of that, where I'm, I'm actually going in and, and weeding things out for them. Yes. We're trying things on. We're trying different styles and that. But uh, that's usually how I like doing it, is going into their home or office with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, choosing fabrics. I take the 15 to 20 measurements. So we choose the fabrics. We choose all the customizations with it. And when I first started, it was very daunting for guys to all of a sudden see all these fabric books sitting on a table. They're flipping through every single one. These Mm -hmm. appointments are lasting two hours. And I realized something had to change. So I send a questionnaire before the appointment, find out what it is they have, what it is they're looking for, and then put just certain fabrics in front of them. Uh, Recommend a few. And usually within the first five minutes, I can tell where someone's gonna go, but I like to throw a couple curveballs in there with different patterns, different colors, Mm -hmm. just to see for that appointment and long-term what it is they're kind of eyeballing, what they're interested in, how fast they turned something down, Mm -hmm. just so that I can know what kind of their profile is and what their choices are. Smart. Uh, The turnaround time is about four to five weeks. If it's for an event or anything like that, I'd like to work at least three months out. Okay. Because you've got to cover for everything. Yes. If you need alterations done or it comes in, there's an area too tight, you need a remake. I don't want you stressed out. Right. I've had one client in the past where it was the day of, uh, he yeah. came so late. We rushed, I decided to just do it and we rushed it in. Um, actually it was the day before he was leaving for a flight early the next morning and when he mm-hmm. comes in everything fit perfectly and I took a deep sigh of relief and like, <laughs> I don't want to do this again Yeah. so that's where I like to work earlier right. especially with wedding parties you have to organize everybody mm-hmm. and some guys just disappear Yeah. and you have to chase them down and get the groom to chase that's them right, down yeah. so just to cover all the bases in this uh, right. try to work as early out as possible mm-hmm. when, so I'm gonna, we have timeless, timeless fabrics we also have seasonal fabrics that are year round Some people are looking in March for a fall wedding and they can't find a brown or a deep green or certain colors Mm -hmm. because it's not seasonal. So they come to us and we keep these things year-round to make sure that we have fabrics in stock for whatever you're looking for.
0: Right. How do people reach you if they want to um, get some style tips and and figure out um, how to get fit for a suit and a piece and, and put a whole package together with you? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Our website's carderoclothing.com, and you can really look up Cardero Clothing on anything, and you'll find us. So whether that's Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, I'm not as active posting on those as much as I am LinkedIn on my personal profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I've really doubled down, yeah. but you can still get a hold of me. I check those platforms daily. Yeah. I'm always on them. Uh, YouTube, we're on there as well. So nice. anything Cardero Clothing, you'll find it. Yeah. Look me up, Derek Burbage, you'll find me on anything, but... Really, just contact us on our website. We have a book appointment form with our availability on there as well. If you'd like to reach us as well and like us coming to you, uh, that's a, probably the easiest way to just book an appointment. But I like to work with people if you have any questions. Yeah. If you want to know how to match a tie and a pocket square, what shirt goes with this suit. If, even if you're in a department store and you're like, you know what, I'm mm-hmm. in a store, I'm going to buy a shirt and you don't know what, text the number, call, like. I, I like to walk people through it. I sometimes even talk people out of buying stuff from me right. just because they don't need it. Yeah. So many guys yeah. come and they try to get certain things. I'm like, you already have that. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need it. Or right. if your 10-year-old's growing and he's in hockey and he needs to wear it for six months it doesn't make sense to buy it off me because he's going to grow out of it within three yeah. four or five months so like i just want to make sure that people are making the right decisions when yeah, it comes to their clothing
0: i love that i'm i'm the same way I, I i treat our clients first and sometimes the advice is to not spend money with me mm-hmm. or not use my service or at least for now and i, I like that you have that integrity and, and are putting the clients first so good good for you cardero clothing where does the name come from So,
1: you're the lawyer, you tell me, but uh, (laughs) my wife and I went on our first date at Cardero's restaurant. Oh, okay. So, it kind of is a flash on that, but also Coal Harbor is one of my favorite areas in the world. It's beautiful. Like, my wife and I have traveled a decent amount, and just coming back to Coal Harbor and the downtown core, like, I love it, Mm -hmm. and the idea of this business has always been kind of international or North America. Right. It just kind of gives it a bit of a shout out, I think, and Absolutely, keeps it open yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. So that's where the name came from, but I just, I love the area. It's such a fantastic place.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really beautiful. You and I have had discussions about um, you launching your business and having the support of your wife was a really important aspect of it, right? Yeah. yeah like, I had the same experience. Tell us a little bit about how that went when you just kind of come home and said, I want to leave my secure job and When uh, we
1: got married, I've been working at my job, I think it was 10 years at that point, and I was promised the moon throughout it. Like, you're promised, like, if you know what Kaizen or Lean Sigma and all this stuff is, they're promising me training in this. Maybe we'll tour you around to our factories, you can lead Mm -hmm. the training. And I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, Supervisor roles were coming up, and I was pr- I was told to interview for it. There's a very good chance you're going to get it, and then mm-hmm. I'd come in second. Or right. like certain things would just keep happening. I'm like, it's just the writing was on the wall there. Mm-hmm. So you'd wake up in the morning, just shut off. Right. I'd put my feet on the floor, put my head down, close my eyes, and I'd I'd literally mentally shut off. People yeah. would be standing next to me, talking to me at work <laughs> about how their day was, and I'm in my head thinking of ways to get out of this place. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. That's not the person I want to be. I, right. I like having conversations with people. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't in a good mental headspace. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the craziness of the story is. My wife and I were really praying about me leaving, and we both felt peace about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We decided to pull the trigger uh, within a couple weeks. But we we're gonna go to Calgary visit her sister and brother in law, and just kind of ask their advice as well. Mm-hmm. I find out my wife's pregnant right after this. Yeah. So we're in the process of like shoot. I don't see now. <laughs> so yeah, we went to Calgary. Still talked to family friends. Uh, continued praying about it. And you're like you know what? if God's not if God told us to do this before right he's not shocked you're pregnant right so most likely the answer is still the same yeah came yeah. back decided to quit and then we had to manage how to tell the parents my wife was pregnant right and tell them that i was quitting my job because i mean that's a pretty gutsy step big time uh, but she was really supportive in it and both of us didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into mm-hmm. um you look back on who we were four years ago to who we are now our characters are different we're such stronger people mm-hmm. um, our communication is better but we're still working on it amazing um, but it's been a battle it's yeah. really been a challenge and really been a battle of stepping back on a lot of things in our life yeah of we were about to buy a house and we pulled out because mm-hmm. we're like let's Focus on the business right now. Right. And then you have a kid and a, con- a toddler, a really active toddler <laughs> in a condo, and you're like, we need to get out of here. So now we're in the process of, we just sold our place and looking to buy. So, I mean, we, we had to put a lot of things on hold. Yeah. Traveling is something we're passionate about. We had to put that on hold. So yep. she sacrificed a lot. Sure. And uh, she's taken a lot of heat. I've taken a lot of heat for the decisions we've made, but we really stood mm-hmm. by each other. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're having that constant communication. Yeah. I know you, you said in a previous podcast, your wife has to walk on eggshells sometimes around you. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Sometimes I'm having a rough day. and yeah. she. I always laugh because I come home from a networking event and everyone sees me in a suit and a dress shirt, sometimes a tie and a pocket square. And, right. Uh, right. I come home and it's like i sit in front of the couch in sweatpants i'm like you get the worst of me. so <laughs> it's the same thing with the rough days like <laughs> yeah I, I can, that's so true there's so much you can fake in front of people but mm-hmm. when you get home like you just have to relax and i try not to let it out on her if i'm having a stressed out day mm-hmm. it's like i'm grumpy yeah so she can knows how to poke at me sometimes right. when I'm being grumpy and it kind of cheer me up and help me out of it yeah but at the same time i've had really good friends around me that's to, great to reach out to and and Hold me accountable to things, but also just check in to see how I'm doing.
0: Yeah, Because it's a
1: battle. Like, you know, it's a battle.
0: It is, yeah. It's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. But if you're driven on, by passion and, and the pursuit of something that makes you happy, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you and I are, are on the same path in that regard, and that's just phenomenal. So.
1: And it's not just entrepreneurs that battle this. No. Me being in a sure. career. Well, it wasn't much of a career. It was a manufacturing position. but. Wanting to climb the ladder and move up, mm-hmm. it was still stressful because oh, you're yeah. stuck in a position you didn't enjoy. You're not seeing the doors opening that you thought you'd see open and you're at this place of trying to find your your value in the organization and just seeing where you can go from there. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, I think we focus so much on entrepreneurs because we meet so many, right. but it's business professionals that go through this too. That's an need, excellent point. Yeah. You need to have great community around you. Mm-hmm. That's something my, my wife and I are very passionate about is community. Right. And we're going to be starting a group at, at our house of when we move to have just people over. I don't care what your walk of life is, I don't care what your background is, if you just need people to come around you, Mm -hmm. let us just sit down and we'll all have a conversation. That's fantastic. And that's something that we're really passionate about. So when we're thinking about this house and what it looks like, it needs to have a space to have people. That's wonderful, yeah. And have people just come in. Yeah. Because that's part of my passion is, I've been through a lot, I've been Mm -hmm. beat up by a lot of people, a lot of situations, Mm -hmm. and I, I see people that are in the place that I was in, Right. And I want to reach back and pull a hand up to help them.
0: Yeah, Because there's sure. so
1: many people that are telling you you're doing the wrong thing. Very few telling you you're doing the right thing. Right. So that's mm-hmm. one of my passions now yeah. is reaching out to those people.
0: Absolutely, man. That's wonderful. I really respect that a lot. Um, I hope to get an invite to the the community group of the new house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, Derek, uh, it's really great to know you and, and call you a friend and a fellow um, colleague. And I wish you all the success going forward. I know you're going to get it. I'm looking forward to watching it as yeah, the Year's progress. So it's, yeah. it's,
1: been, it's been an interesting journey. But we're looking forward to the next couple of years to see what's yeah. coming.
0: Wonderful, man. Fantastic. Um, anybody who wants to reach Derek, like you said, all Cardero um, Clothing on all social media. Follow Derek personally on LinkedIn. He's got some really great video content coming out and more on the way, right, with uh, style tips. and Yeah, I got
1: a lot in the pipeline. A couple of videos already recorded. I just haven't posted yet. So
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It's really good stuff. I look forward to sharing it in the future. Thanks, Derek. Have a great day, bud.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot.